This is a strategist episode 1024. My name is Zane Velge. With me, as always, Corey Hogan, Stephen Carter. Guys, I lied to the audience. I said see you next year, but guess what, Carter? It's still this year because I pulled you together for a very special episode, Stephen. Yeah, I mean, lying to the audience is one of the things that we're most proud of. Uh, so that's what we do. Yeah, you know what? I actually oh, lied so to the audience, red. too. What did you say? I, I, I was in Hawaii for the last two weeks. <laughs> what? So. What? That's amazing. So when I was talking about the, the cold, cold weather, it yeah. wasn't true. You mean I, that's, I kind of santos you all. You mean oh, that time oh. when you were, you were in the bathtub uh, recording the episode? Yeah, yeah. That I was, was not actually in Calgary. Can you believe wow. it? Are you? Or the other you? time where there was like the Hawaiian prince behind me. Yeah. You yeah. could see yeah. the beach and hear kind of like soft tropical music. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was in Hawaii. Personally, no. I couldn't put it together. It's almost like I'm a I'm part shot. of the Democratic Party. I just, I just, I just couldn't put it together. I have brought you here for a very special reason. I have brought you here, no, not to do a live reaction episode, Stephen, to our uh, holiday spectacular, which is available if you haven't listened to it. Rave reviews, by the way, rave reviews on the holiday spectacular. Yeah, uh, getting a lot it. of good reviews. Yeah, people love us. People love every the year. eulogies every year. I mean, they they love it every year because it's a tradition. But I have brought you together because there is a story, Carter, as they say in our political zeitgeist. Uh, not one of our own here in Canada, but a story out of the United States that has opened up a uh, line of inquiry that is only suited uh, by the capable hands of the Strategist Podcast, Carter. I'm talking about one George Santos. You see, that's a name that Corey referred to earlier. Uh, we don't even know if that is his name, but Carter, Could be. this has become... Be this has become quite the story because George Santos is a newly elected congressman in New York, if I'm not mistaken. Long Island, baby. Long Island. Um, but Carter, he's a young man who apparently um, does not or did not have the college degree he said he did. No. He claimed yeah. he held jobs that he did not hold at Goldman yeah. Sachs and others. Yeah. He claimed to own property that he did not. Uh, he claims to have never committed check fraud, which seems a very interesting thing to overtly claim you have never done, but he has. <laughs> he claims to have been Jewish, uh, but he said that he's actually Jew-ish. Yeah. He's also hilarious. Totally That's one thing that he claims to be. Has not claimed mm-hmm. to be, but I agree. He's also described to be a self-described gay man, but he had a year-long heterosexual marriage that ended in 2019. Carter, this has been all the rage politically. He also did an interview on Fox News with Tulsi Gabbard, who, by the way, was a Democratic presidential candidate now on Fox News. Welcome to 2022, fucking people. This is insane. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he did an interview where he tried to apologize for all this stuff, tried to give a wide-ranging interview. It did not happen. All of this is put into question, A, his fitness to, to lead and be a congressperson. But Carter, this is not about that, because we are not in the United States. We really don't care much about George care. Santos. We yeah. really don't care about we him as care. an individual. I mean, he's an no. interesting in the sense of why he's created a different life for himself and yeah. what that might mean psychologically. But there's a political element to this, of course, as it relates to Carter vetting Opera research, the mechanics of that, why this happened, do the Republicans know about it, why the Democrats not catch it, the implications of, wait, could this happen here? That is why I've brought you all together, because I want to discuss and use George Santos as a springboard, because, you know, he has opened up a question that I think many of us are wondering, which is, what the fuck, and can this happen here, Carter? So, with that being said, I want to actually get started on the what the fuck element of it, Carter. When you read <laughs> and have seen this story play out over the last week, 
I'd say it's been roughly a week, right? Where the oh, yeah. initial claims by the New York by a smaller newspaper, and then the New York Times, and then the Washington Post started poking and prodding, and then he said, "Listen, guys, I'm going to make a statement," and then he admitted, kind of, to having some uh, falsehoods in his resume, and then ultimately to that uh, series of interviews. Carter, when you saw all of this. I have a question for you that, that's perhaps a little bit more specific than what the fuck. It's, did you feel like what you were seeing um, was something that could happen here? Let me start with that. When you saw the, the drips and the drabs of what you witnessed with George Santos, did you say, fuck, I know that story because there's one of them here? Or did you think, holy shit, this is crazy, like the rest of the internet reacted? From your strategist perspective, let's start there. I totally thought this is something that could happen here. Uh, and I totally thought this is something maybe that should happen here. Lord knows <laughs> there's a lot of candidates I'd like to make up rather than actually have to work with. Um, so, you yeah, know, can you, can can you make... name names? It's just before the holidays. Do you want to just commit all your sins right now? No, I'm no. Fine. okay. Fine. I'll <laughs> okay, let that's people good. draw their own conclusions. Um, but... It, it not only has it happened, or not only could it happen, it has happened here, where we've had candidates who uh, have a history that they try and get away from, um, that are able to get elected, and then things are found out afterwards. Uh, maybe not to the same degree, maybe not to the same, you know, everything is happening all at once. But even you think of Andrew Shear and his his uh, his claims of his history of, of work experience that he had. And I mean, essentially, the guy's an insurance salesman, but he was able to um, to puff that up. You know, there was there was elements of truth uh, combined with some stylistic uh, opportunism uh, to to take him to a different level. And I think that that's relatively common. Um, I also think that that some of what happened in the United States with the uh, opposition trying to raise concerns or missing other concerns and trying to take things to the media. I know we'll talk about that a little bit later, or at least I hope we will. Um, I know that that happens here. I know that, mm. the, that, that if the opposition, you know, if, if the other side says that this is a problem, the media can be very reluctant uh, to pick it up and cover it. So, so Corey, you know, when I say, can this happen here, let me get a little bit deeper, because Carter's actually hit on it. And I think, what was the term you used? Everything all at once, Carter? That's just it. That's what's really interesting about the Santos story, right? Is uh, and, and Carter, just to be clear, this is not President Santos from the West Wing. Corey would not No, I had that sense. Yeah, um, thank you. His resume, impeccable. <laughs> um, his resume, completely Again, impeccable. But it's made up as George Santos. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's true. But yeah. made up. So, you know, yeah. that should have been a warning. Um, Corey? Everything all at once is what's interesting here, right? The it's almost like a net new creation of self. Like there's a, there's almost like a, a psychological element to this that, that when you put all of this together, identity, education, employment, history, religion, faith, everything had either a fabrication or an outright lie. It's almost like the only thing that was real was the physical manifestation of this guy, and then everything else scaffolding it was either, like I said, a fabrication or an, or an outright fiction that he either internally believed uh, or, or knew he was uh, sort of and kind of convinced himself of or knew he was explicitly lying about. So when I asked that question, could this happen here with the frame I've just given you, Corey, could this happen here? Yeah, um, I have not seen it at the level of like a federal elected official, but we have seen it. Um, there was a person who was going to run for mayor of Calgary. I won't bother naming him because he's not the person in the story. And he hired a campaign manager. And that campaign manager said, I have all this money for you. I have all of these endorsements. Mm -hmm. And um, 
it, it wasn't true. None of it was true. The person who was supposedly a legitimate candidate for office had to drop out because he didn't have the hundreds of thousands of dollars that, um, that his campaign manager said he had. And when they started digging into the campaign manager's background, not only was he using different names along the way, uh, you know, uh, Josh Baba, Josh Bredo, uh, it, it turned out he had made uh, similar fabrications up in other roles, you know, about massive donations that were coming, I think, to like, uh, you know, widows of like war veterans and, you know, like really dramatic stuff. And it was mm. all fake. And, and, you know, at the time, I remember thinking like, what in the actual fuck? Um, yeah. yeah. Because it was it, it was somewhat tangentially related to things I was doing at the time, because he almost ran in 2009 to be a candidate in a by-election in Calgary Glenmore for the Liberals and ultimately decided to run for mayor instead because his campaign manager said there was all this money. And then he launched a website and had to drop out And he, when it learned that he didn't have the money that his campaign manager said he did. Um, but ultimately, my, my feeling about the person was he's not well. Right. You know, if you're fabricating these things and you're moving from lie to lie and you're just addicted to the endorphin rush of that, like one moment in the story or something like there's there's something unwell about that. Right. I, I'd like to start. There. Mm. But I would also say that he is a logical conclusion of our nihilistic times. You're right. It's everything all at once. But we have seen versions of this. We've seen embellishments that people brush off and say, oh, I don't care. Right. Here in Canada, Stephen already mentioned Andrew Shear said he was an insurance broker. But yeah, Shear had one of the four things required to be an insurance broker, had worked in an insurance office for six months, I think is what was finally there. I can also think of a liberal candidate who claimed to have a PhD. And while he'd done most of the work to do that, um, he didn't. I was on the Green Light Committee that should have caught that, which is probably why it sticks with me. I can think about candidates talking about being small business owners or consultants who were, in fact, basically functionally unemployed. I can think about times people have strongly implied degrees using language on their bios like attended University X, but did not have it. I can think about times where they did say they had degrees and implied they got them when they were younger, but in fact, maybe just finished them up a year ago before they were going on for a major job. And, uh, you know, I've certainly seen a ton of cultural connections implied, you know, We've seen this in Alberta as recently as this month or last month where our premier implied indigenous ancestry and there's no evidence of that. We see this all of the time. And it used to be parties would hold their own to account for those things because it was so damaging to the reputation of the party. And ultimately, parties held their own to account because the public would hold them to account if they didn't. And uh, over time, we're seeing people care less and less. And as a result, we're seeing parties care less and less. And one of the things that really floors me you asked like what was was the what the fuck that the what the fuck for me is the republican response which is like mm, watching with concern mm, i'm not mm-hmm. so sure about mm-hmm. this they seem much more concerned about the one seat than they do about the fact that somebody has absolutely fabricated a resume at this point but that to me is the telling concerning thing because it tells us exactly where we are. They are just one vote on a whip count. That's all they care about. It's their sports team. They don't care about anything else because the fact that they don't have literally every other member of Congress calling for this person's resignation is the outrage here. Carter, respond to that. Corey, I don't want to boil it too sort of uh, simplistically, but Carter, is this 
bit of a sign of the times in that sense, that nihilistic sort of sign of the times that Corey's been yeah, referencing. I mean, Matt Gates currently faces charges. I mean, he's been unelected, I believe. Uh, or is he still back in? I can't even remember. Lauren Boebert is an absolute disaster. Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, you know, is a QAnon supporter. Uh, sure, they didn't lie about necessarily any of those things, but they, <clears throat> by any measure, aren't suited for public life. And uh, the Republicans in, in embrace and, and hold on to them. Um, that's that is as as Corey said, the sign of the times. The price of admission is not now to be an honorable member, or you know, like that's what we call the the members of of the House of Commons and such as an honorable member. Um, instead, the expectation is to be a loyal member, and that's where the Republicans are mm. off track on on things like this. The other is a false, sense of false equivalency. Right. There's a tremendous number of people who are supporting, um, you know, Santos saying, well, Biden lies uh, or, you know, you know, you can even see fact checkers, right? Like the CNN fact checker whose name escapes me, Dale something or something, Dale, Daniel Daniel Dale. Dale. Um, Yeah. Canadian. Canadian. Great. Star. Now it's CNN. Yeah. He fact checks Biden as hard as he fact checks um, Trump. And I think that there's a fundamental difference in the in the in the uh, the type of, um, mis- you know, uh, lies that are being told or mistruths that are being told. One is an active type of lie where a person is lying knowingly, and I think that's Trump. And another is more a uh, a spin or something that is a little bit different. Um, now, those two things may be seen by the by others as, as the exact same issue, but I don't see them as the same. And I don't see um, this, this Santos thing is the same as... Uh, you know, someone just taking a different spin on their experience. Uh, Corey listed off a number of things that he's seen in the past. I think that small business owner one is really the best example when he said the small business owner who's functionally unemployed. That is uh, so often a person who is running for office. They can't find another job um, or they can't find the income through their self-employment. So they actually put themselves up to be the candidate, to be the person who's running, because they re- fundamentally need the job. Uh, and I don't begrudge them that. I think that there's lots of good people who uh, who need jobs in public life. Let me open that bracket for a second, because I do want to go back to this Corey's uh, mention of this. This is a sign of the times. And I want to talk about whether that he believes that that exists here in in parallel to how it exists in the United States. And, and, and let's we'll get back to that. But let's open this bracket on the why we have seen candidates in the past, either either with a compounding effect of multiple fabrications or lies or singular ones, why we have seen them effectively make these stories up. Corey mentioned one that I want to re- revisit for a second. You said in, in your case, you thought someone was unwell. Right? It's a sensitive topic. I don't want to dig deeper into it. I don't even know who you're referring to. But you mentioned that you think this person's unwell. So there's a, maybe a chronic sort of mental health issue or something. Carter kind of said there's that person who's kind of chronically unemployed, that politics is their way to earn an, an income. And they were hoping that they can maybe say small business owner, and then politics would effectively, you know, and that that looks good on a resume. It's not very much tested. Corey, maybe I'll start with you on this. Any other reasons why you've seen people lying? It could be about, you know, they feel like, A, they're not going to get caught, like other people don't call it out. It's, it's, it's kind of accepted. Give me the broader structure when you've met with someone, either as a political candidate, or you've seen them be elected, and you're like, you know, I knew them. They really didn't do that. What do you think kind of leads to this this particular moment from your experience? Yeah. You know, it's it's some sort of mix of need, compulsion, and desire. 
And that's not a wrap on episode 1024. You see, that was just a bit of a preview for you. And if you like this conversation, I don't know why I'm talking so formally. Listen, if you like this conversation, you could catch the rest of it on strategistpatreon.com. I've become, yes, I've become that person that is selling you episodes when you're most desperate for it at the end of the year. You've spent all your money on Christmas gifts and holiday shopping. I don't care. Six bucks a month, you get the rest of this conversation and all of our special Strategist Patreon episodes. Strategistpatreon.com. Listen to the rest of this conversation. We get into the politics of opposition research. We talk about whether this could happen here. We talk about vetting. We talk about the lessons to be learned, party agnostic, what those look like. All of it at strategistpatreon.com. If you don't sign up, I won't take it personally. Stephen and Corey will. You know this game by now. Have a good rest of the new year. Take care. Bye. 